2: What's up, y'all? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. And I know that you are here to listen to the best humans on the planet to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. Let's do this. Today, I found Brendan, and I'm going to try not to butcher the last name, which is uh, Kumarasami.
3: You got it, actually. Perfect. What?
2: ahead girl all right so he is the founder of master talk and i have been watching his videos because they are so fun so i cannot wait to have this conversation and he coaches ambitious executives and entrepreneurs to become the top one percent communicators in their industry you guys have to check it out his youtube channel is called master talk but let's just go ahead and get into it brendan i am so glad you're here how are you
3: hey life is amazing nina thanks for having me on i'm great how are you
2: Good. I, I love watching you. I love it. I found your channel. I've been like binge watching your stuff. So fun. Anyway, let us know a little bit more about you, Brendan, before I get into all of the fan stuff I'm watching. So go ahead. Oh, tell for us sure. About you. you.
3: You know it's hilarious, Nina. I never would have thought when I started Master Talk in my mother's basement, where I'm still from, by the way, that uh, that Master Talk was ever going to be fun. You know, public speaking is as far as, as fun can be. And I'm glad that right. you know we achieved that. <laughs> that was the intent. So I'm glad it's working. So. I'm doing something right with my life. So yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: that's funny. Because you're fun. I mean, you're really cheeky. You got a little sarcastic. You're a little, you know, you're funny. You do all these little, like you sneeze and they, and then you come back on. I'm like, I love this guy. All right. Tell us about you, Brandon. It's the, besides the mother's basement thing.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's <laughs> the most important part. But yeah. but. Right. but <laughs> to your point, dude. <laughs> my is Brendan. I'm the founder of Master Talk to you. Like you said, I, I make YouTube videos on communication. I coach a bunch of executives on how to communicate ideas. But you know, when I started Nina, that's definitely wasn't the origin story. You know, when I was in mm-hmm. university, I went to business school and I did these things called case competitions. Think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So okay. while other guys my age were like playing basketball, like rugby or like something, as you can tell by looking at me, I'm not really that kind of <laughs> That kind of a jock. I did presentations competitively, and that's how I learned how to speak. Oh, cool. And then as I got older, thank you. You're, like, the first person ever to say that's cool. I love yeah,
2: that. I, love that. <laughs> I think it's the nerd in me. But yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. You're, like, the perfect <laughs> person to interview. You, like, get me. It's great. Most people just go, like, so what do you do? What do you do? You're, like, perfect. I love this. So, yeah. So as I got older, I started coaching people who were younger than me, mostly students in the program, hmm. to help them with competition. So I accidentally, big work on an accident, I accidentally developed a skill on how to coach other people and how to speak and that's what led to the youtube channel because i noticed that everything i was sharing with the students wasn't available for free on the internet so that's what prompted mm-hmm. master talk
2: Oh, wow, that's awesome. And I love the name because um it's you know, it's catchy. You know exactly what you're going to get when you get on there. And I you know, I was um looking at some of your videos and I realized that you really are really great at taking us fundamentally to what it means to have these talks, right? And now as you know, being in this online space, right? Everybody and their mother is now <laughs> trying to get into motivational speaking, right? So, um so was that a challenge for you? Like was that any fear in like being in front of a camera and like doing all that kind of stuff. How did you get through that challenge?
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and since your show is called Straight Talk, No Sugar Added, might as well That's give right. you the straight might as well give you the straight talk. <laughs> so I mean like Master Talk, let, let's go let's start with the word first. I'd even come up with it. One of my buddies was going through a list of names and he just said pick that one and I just looked up the US patent office and it was a trademark. We just got lucky with that so I didn't come up with it the logo wasn't my idea either yeah I know Mm -hmm. we got to thank him not me my the, the logo wasn't mine either I had like 20 subscribers and my buddy was like this French painter literally he literally just said, "Dude, you like need a logo," and I said, "Why? I have twenty subscribers." He's like, "I'll just make you one," and then he I have literally. Twenty like,
2: subscribers. <laughs> why like, I have Twenty <laughs> subscribers? Well, you don't anymore, Brendan. I That's multiplied. Really,
3: That's multiplied. I, really, <laughs> I definitely do not have uh, twenty subscribers. Anymore. So, and then the third piece, you know, the sarcasm, you know, things that you brought up. Those are most of those are not even my idea. It's my creative director, Danny, in the back. Who goes like hey I know. you're like sound too professionally why don't you do this instead and i was like perfect so i just have a great team behind me so a lot of the stuff you know you think that it's so clean but when in reality to your point through the question that you asked nina a lot of it is uncertain and one of the big ones around the fear was remember i started master when i was 22 nina and i started coaching ceos when i was 22. so i had a lot of insecurity around this why in the world am i the sure. person to do this right right So why did I overcome it? The reason I started MasterTalk had nothing to do with executives. Obviously, I love my clients, but it had nothing to do with that. I started MasterTalk because I thought of the 15-year-old girl who couldn't afford me or the 15-year-old boy who didn't have access to free tools. That's what led to MasterTalk.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. so And when you started um, MasterTalk you're right. I think that all of us go through that insecurity bit, right? Especially if you're looking at someone who's like at eight figures and you're like, why am I teaching you how to speak in public? Like what's going on with that? Right. Especially because you were young, you were 22. So how did you overcome that? Like, what were the tools that you used? Like, did you start to get a coach yourself or did you just kind of master this on your own? How how did you get through that part?
3: Absolutely. You know, a coach that that I really respect named Dan Henry says this really well. He says competence leads to confidence. You know, I think a lot of people fake confidence. They try and fake it Mm -hmm. till you make it. I'm not big on that. I'm big on earning your receipts, like have the receipts to prove what you got. So for me... Absolutely. So for me, I love it. I'm glad you're like my number. You're like my number one cheerleader. I appreciate you're the best.
2: I love you. Yeah, I,
3: appreciate I feel so loved today. This is great. But but yeah, that's the thing. You know, you know, like a lot of people look at me and they go, like, okay, what does this twenty Now I'm 26. Obviously, I'm much older than I used to be. Well, even if I'm still young. But I think the key yeah. is a lot of people don't see the receipts. Like you know, I've coached like 400 people on communication now. Oh wow! Right. So it's like so. I think the key that a lot of people miss is one start with the person you're comfortable serving first. You know, I got this from Mm -hmm. Ali Gaudet. He says, yeah, he says this so well. He says, when you help one person, the world gives you permission to help everyone else. So start with the person you're comfortable with. Whereas I think the problem with most people is they don't start at all. They just sit in a box and hope that expertise just comes to them. Whereas with me, what happened is I didn't start with CEOs. Even if I like to brag about it now, I started with 15 year old girls. And then I started coaching people my own age. So I was super comfortable with them because they were my age or my buddies. Right. And then I started coaching people who are a bit older, who are technology CEOs. But the reason they were CEOs was because they were in the tech space. And a lot of them are young and they're also my buddies. And I was just coaching them for free. Like I wasn't charging them anything back then. Right. And then that gave me the executive experience to go like, oh, these people who are like double my age aren't doing the principles that I'm teaching these 20 year olds to do. And that's what developed the expertise over time. But that was earned, right? So my my advice is always, you got to start and you got to build that confidence over time so that you build the momentum over time too.
2: That is so true. And and, um, there's something powerful about starting, right? Because if you don't, where is the momentum? So my question to that is, how do you start, Brendan, right? Because there's there's different ways to do this, right? So you can do it in front of an audience, in front of a small crowd, on, on a virtual like this. So how do you recommend for people to get started, somebody who's really afraid of speaking in public?
3: Absolutely, Nina. I would say the easiest thing to think about when it comes to communication is the easiest exercise that I got in the book, which is the random word exercise. So all you have to do is you pick a random word like smoothie, like shake, like headset, like hair, and you create presentations out of thin air. And that's really how you develop an expertise of communication. What I always like to say is if you can make sense out of nonsense, you can make sense out of anything. So if you spend five minutes a day doing the random word exercise for a minute each, so five times, and you do that for a month, You'll have done it over 150 times, which means 150 times more than any of the competitors in your industry are ever willing to do it. So it's not about doing it right. It's not about doing it well. It's just about doing it more. So the first time you do it, you're going to sound like this, uh, like a radio is like a device. and But then over time, you get really good at the exercise and you're going to be able to crush it.
2: Yeah. And so are you recommending that they kind of just do that throughout their day to themselves and, and so they get accustomed? Is that what you're saying?
3: Yeah, I would say pick the moment that works you. So I'll give you a couple of angles that I found have worked well of my career. So the first one is, is do it the first thing in the morning with yourself. Another one that works really well with families is do it with kids, nieces, and nephews. This is super fun because mm-hmm. the kids always embarrass the parents because they do it much better. Because they don't care about the field. They're like five years old, right? They right. just do it, whereas we overthink it as adults. And that's a great accountability like over dinner too. Those are some easy ways. And then the third way you can apply it is just sending videos to your friends doing the random word exercise.
2: Right. Right. Is, is that kind of like what you started doing when you were or was it just the presentations that got you to where you are today? Like how did you master your skills? Right. Because it's one thing to do. It's another thing to teach it. Right. So how did you start to master the skills that you needed for like all of us little people out here?
3: Uh, I love your nuanced question. That's that's such a good question, Nina. So you're absolutely right. Was the random word exercise the way that I learned communication? Definitely not. But the reason why I don't teach it my way, the way that I ran it, is I don't recommend that for 99.9% of human beings. Mm. I'll tell you why. Case competitions, that world I was in, most people wouldn't understand it. Even if I explained it, they wouldn't believe me. But essentially, what it is, it's kind of like the MBA for presentations. This is really hardcore. Like 400 people apply every year to get into this program, 80 people get into it. So it's like a 20% acceptance rate. Yeah. And the reason we all did these competitions was to get jobs on Wall Street, big jobs in corporate America, because a lot of the companies, that's why these things exist. They sponsored these competitions, Walmart, Nike, IBM, and their executives come to recruit all the talent. So that's what you get thrown into. So I was a part of like the most intense. I, w- I went to the world's largest case competition program school in the world, and I was the dictator of the program, as, as you can probably guess. I'm kind of like the Michael Jordan that nobody gives a shit about. That's the way I describe myself. <laughs> We're like Michael Jordan. I don't know if you've seen The Last Dance, but Michael Jordan is like um, like uh, notorious for uh, like insulting burning his teammates into the inferno. But people know that because it's basketball. People watch that. Right. I did the exact same thing with my teammates. I would yell at students at 1 a.m. in the morning. I was a nut job. But mm. nobody cares about presentations. So I got off it, but got away with it. I mean, <laughs> that was the wrong thing. But the other piece is, to your question, how did I learn to teach it? So mm. after I became the super intense case competitioner, I did like 50 competitions. I went a ton of them. Then I became the mentor for the new students, and I was way too intense with them at the beginning because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to coach them. So I had to reverse engineer that process, nice, and that's nice. how I learned how to, how to teach it.
2: So did you learn how to teach it because you got someone to teach you how to teach it, like somebody who coached you, or you just kind of like looked at what was working and what wasn't working and just made your own program?
3: Absolutely. So so don't, I mean, it's a fat, beautiful question. And you're right. I'm 100% self-taught. Don't get me wrong. Today, I invest like a shit ton of money in coaches. That's why I still live in my mother's basement just as a caveat. Right. Yeah. So I have that extra 10, 15 Gs to like invest in like a dude who's doing coaching. right, t- smart. Right. Smart. That's, right? so That's smart. Right. That's why I Listen, do that. Listen, if you
2: could do it, Brendan, you're only 26. If you could do it, do it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I <laughs> if I could do it, I'd do
3: it too. So go doing, for it. <laughs> absolutely. But but the other piece that, that I felt you asked that, that I'm super empathetic to is I can also understand if people can't afford a coach. That's why MasterTalk is so important to me. Totally. Yeah. Like 1% of people who are listening to me could probably hire me. But I'm really doing this for the 99% of people who can't that and the reason i'm so uh, like gung-ho on this mm-hmm. is because when i was when i was 19 and 20 when i started this game i couldn't even afford toastmaster like toastmaster is like 100 bucks a year right. and i didn't have that money my parents were factory workers so i couldn't have a coach so to your point i had to make every mistake myself and i was 100% self-taught but one of the benefits of that is i was able to develop my own unique expertise right. and that's why a lot of the videos that you watch aren't really available on other other youtube channel because right. i basically did it through being a practitioner
2: yeah no and i you know uh, you know all joking aside though brendan i really do like your content i really really do because you're funny and wise yes but also because it's different right um you know i've won a couple of like public speaking competitions and stuff like that and loved it i went to college for it did it blah 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 whatever but what i when i watch when i watch other people let me not use names because i don't know if they'll ever be on this podcast but when i watch other people i'm just like oh next, you know, know, because it could be very boring, right? You make it a lot of fun. I like that you're animated. I like that you're forward. I like that you make jokes because at the end of the day, you have to be authentic to who you are. Otherwise you're not going to come off right, you know? And it it seems to me that it is you, that you really are doing it to reach a, a the, the audience and teach them something because you're teaching something. It's like, you know, sometimes, you know, you have that, you know, that uh, creator that gives you like, like this, uh, elusive mirror. Right. And then, but you still don't understand it. Not with you. Yeah. I noticed that even with your, um, uh, you had a video on, um, beginners just for beginners, but you were given like strategic steps on how to do that. Right. And so that's really wise. And I'm glad you're doing. I'm really glad you're doing that. I'm sure. I mean, you have was it twenty three, twenty four thousand people or more. So obviously you're making an impact. Right. Well, how does that feel? (laughs)
3: <laughs> Thanks, dude. First of all, you're the best. I really appreciate it. I, <laughs> I wish you were in my corner two years ago, and I thought it was a stupid idea. I mean, sorry, three <laughs> years ago. But when you uh, had but, 20
2: people or whatever it was, right? Family yeah. and friends.
3: Because <laughs> to me, honestly, I mean, since, since that's where, the direction you want to go into, is, like, you know, when I started this thing, I was super fragile. I didn't think it was a good idea. I was kind of just making this for fun because I was doing really well financially at IBM because I got, I got the job I won out of case competitions. Oh, wow. So I I was doing really fun. you know. I retired my mom and all that fun stuff. But I think the key was um, I really wanted to help people. So I was making these videos for fun. And I was sending these videos to university professors because I thought, like, I mean, nobody has these resources. So let me just share. It wasn't even a cell. It was like, hey, can you show it to your students? They probably need it. And all of them spat in my face. All Mm -hmm. of them. Almost all of them. Right? Yeah. Almost all. There's obviously some exceptions that are yeah. in my mind that really did support me and really took care of me. But I would say most of them just said, like, why are you calling my first name? You're too young. You can't do this. Right. And and definitely, man, I, I mean, Nina, I had so many struggles. But I think what would help me push through it is, to your point, it was always around the mission. Like, I always said, like, if, if not me, who? Because I kept watching, to your point, to not name names either. And a lot of those people are my friends now. I used to hate their guts right. when I started this. <laughs> but uh, but because oh, I was younger. And I, I still right. kind of do. But but I collaborate with a lot of them now. So I probably should say that. But I think the key is, That's like, I was watching fun. all of their videos, to your point. Right. And I, w- I was literally sitting in my basement, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, it was right. just like, like how can you be a communication expert right, and not be right. excited about what you're saying? It made absolutely zero sense to me. Right. Yet they had hundreds of thousands of subscribers. I was like, I could beat these clowns. Like what are you right. talking about? Right. Like, I actually give a shit about people. So I so that's what fueled that's me and so kept funny. me going. Yeah.
2: Right. Right. And so is this something you think? like, where, where are you going from here? Like, is this something that you want to continue doing, um, being a, you know, an influencer and doing this kind of work? And you said you also do clients. So I also want to touch on that, but let's touch on the influencing pl- part first. Is this something now, now that you're seeing this momentum in your life and you're seeing your content is growing, right. And it's probably getting even better as you go. Right. Do you think this is something you want to keep on doing? You think you see yourself as a long, a long game?
3: Oh, yeah, I quit my, my job just to do this full time. Absolutely. Okay. This is the long game. But but I think what would be fun for you is kind of like the, the question that you're probably curious about, which is like, what happened? How did I, how was I able to exit and take yeah. it seriously? So essentially what happened, Nina, was I was like nine months into MasterTalk. I thought it was a really stupid idea. I was making videos in my mom's basement. And then I went to Summit of Greatness. This is Lewis Howes' live event in Columbus.
2: Oh, he's awesome.
3: Yeah, he's great. He has a he has a he has basically had an annual event in the middle of nowhere in his hometown. So I went there because I wanted to meet him. He was I'm a big fan of his, and I met my business partner there, and he's the one who said, "You know, you can charge executives thousands of dollars for coaching, right?" And I looked at him and I said, "What are you talking about? Like, no one's gonna pay me. I was charging like fifty bucks an hour at the time or something, because right. I didn't care. Right? I was making you I was making YouTube videos for fun." And he said, no, 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 I think you can coach executives thousands of dollars. And I'm like, no. And he said, yeah, here, I'll be your first client. And I said, what? And that he's wow. the one who gave me that initial spark. So after I'd signed, I, I got really big on Clubhouse a year after that, just coincidentally. I was super early on that platform. That's what grew the YouTube channel, actually, because I, I was stuck at like 5,000 subscribers for like years until Clubhouse happened for me. So basically after that what happened is I started racking up a ton of technology clients, technology executive clients, because a lot of them from my community specifically and people whose second language is English. So me and a lot of immigrants basically, I started working with them because they weren't able to get into vice president at their company without communication. So I developed a a Mm -hmm. strong niche there and I started getting a ton of referrals and that's how I was able to exit corporate. But now I'm in a position back to your point what's the vision now now my vision is like yeah sure i'm looking to grow the business but for me the big vision is i want to be the next dale carnegie like i think what's interesting is like dale lived in an era where he couldn't be on a podcast he right. couldn't share information about communication whereas me i have an opportunity to unlock every human being's potential like the next elon musk needs be. And I don't know who that person is, but I need to make sure that my content becomes so famous that that person finds me. And the same way that I found Lewis, whether they hire me or not for coaching is not the deal, is that they learn from my YouTube videos and become exceptional communicators. Mm -hmm. And that's really my big Hag, my goal. Yeah,
2: that's amazing, right? And it's it's really – Wonderful too that. Somebody saw the potential in you and poured into you. That is so important, right? I mean, because it takes a village to do this kind of work. 100%. And, yeah, it really, really does. So was there a video or a content that you put together that you saw really kind of pushed you forward and said, okay, people are hungry for this. Do you remember what that was?
3: Yeah, definitely. I got super lucky with one of the videos, Nina. Like like you, I'm, I'm very straight talk. I never like to, yeah. to flip, oh yeah, I'm like this person. No, no, no. So so yeah, the, the video was three daily public speaking exercises. That video made my channel. So before um, that, I mean, my channel was getting like, I don't know, maybe 100, 200 subscribers a month. But then after like a year and a half of being consistent, that video just popped. I think that video has like 350K views now or something. That's wonderful. And that's really what's still to this day is still driving a lot of my subscriber growth. So that was kind of my breakout video. But I think the advice I would give people, I mean, YouTube is not for everyone. You really right. need to have a mission. I mean, when I when I started taking it seriously, I was investing 25% of my personal salary when I wasn't making that much money mm-hmm. into my best friend to make my videos professional. Like, I don't make that stuff myself. I was right. writing big checks to him, like five-figure checks to make it happen. So you really need to care about the content versus the business. It's the only way to win on YouTube, in my opinion.
2: Did your mom have a heart attack when you told her you were leaving? <laughs> your 100. job, yeah?
3: yeah, yeah yes <laughs> I'm like, and no. I what? <laughs> <laughs> yes and no, because you know it's fascinating. Because because Indian mothers only understand under understood one thing of my career, which was IBM. Like when they know like an Indian person's working at IBM, they go, "Oh my god!" Like my son has made it. So right? yes, even even today, by the way, my mom probably doesn't want me to say this, but it's kind of funny. Even my mom today, she still wears the IBM sweater, even if I've left that company a long time. It's a great company, but the they're my clients, they're great. Like I have right? nothing against, I was like to say that because people like to bit, like uh, complain about their company. Look, I've been gave me a living. I, I wouldn't have been able to make mass truck right, work without right. it. But to your point, absolutely my, my mom was petrified at me leaving my job. <laughs> but here's the other piece, okay, that I think is really important is understanding, and this is what I think don't, people don't do enough with their families as entrepreneurs, is understanding what's important to them. Yeah. Right? And you know, like, I, I see this all the time with with, uh, with guys especially, so I'll, I'll call them out for a second. They always go like, oh, my spouse, my wife, my significant other doesn't support me. I was like, yeah, of course they don't support, you don't make any money. Right. Like, they're thinking about their children, like, prove it, like, right. make some money. If you're making half a million dollars a year, trust me, your spouse ain't ain't gonna be complaining about anything. Right, Right. Okay. Right. That's so true. <laughs> it's like it's like, what do people expect? Like people just expect people to react a certain way versus like, how can I be the person that yeah. people want to be around? Like taking extreme yeah. ownership. So I did the same thing with my mom. Before I quit corporate, you know, because I'm the only breadwinner in my family. Mm-hmm. I, I was taking a ton of risk. Not anymore because my sister works in Refined now, but at yeah. the time. So I had to prove the receipts. I had replaced 50% of my income and I had saved an eight-month emergency fund before I even. Dared to quit ibm right and right. i built a super solid relationship just in case i screwed up
2: yeah right so i i yeah.
3: gave like a six week notice i had a strong list at the north the head of north america so if all if shit hit the fan i would get a job offer the next day mm-hmm, mm-hmm. luckily shit didn't hit the fan but my mom was super happy with that and obviously now we're fine
2: but what what was that moment for you where you actually said okay this is what i want to do because you were in a job where you could have grown exponentially right i mean you could have been way way up there and you're and you started young so what was that point where you said you know this is not corporate is not for me or this is really not for me was that scary for you were you like ah what am i gonna do like what was that what was that moment that why
3: I mean, that's the right question to ask. One thousand percent. Like, I my goal when I, if you had talked to me when I was twenty and we were buddies in university, Nina, and you were just like, "So, Bernie, what do you want to do in life?" I would have literally told you, "Entrepreneurship's for losers who can't get six figure jobs." Right. Like for like <laughs> losers, right? right. And by the way, I still think most people shouldn't be entrepreneur. I don't think it's they're for losers because I am one now, so that would make me a loser. But but I definitely think most people shouldn't be entrepreneurs. But. Having said that, my goal was super clear. Work at McKinsey, work at IBM, get into a big yeah. management consulting firm, be a partner, make half a million dollars plus equity and live the rest of my life in wealth. That right. was my goal. And I was on track to doing all of that because right. I was one of the youngest people there. I would have became an executive by the age of 28. I had everything lined up. And because I'd done all these case competitions, like nobody could compete with the, the company. I was like 10 times more efficient than the average employee.
2: Right, right.
3: But what happened, Nina was I asked myself a deeper question that most people don't at my age, which is what's the point of life, mm. right? What's the point of this game? Why am I doing this? So after I'd retired my mom, I just asked myself a more important question, which is, okay, what if I had a billion dollars? What would I do with my time? Right. And I got stuck. And then I read this book called Th- first by Scott Harrison, who's the CEO of Charity Water. He's a big hero of mine. And he had a great quote in the book that I'll always remember for the rest of my life. And the quote was, the goal is not to live forever, but rather create something that will. And I asked myself a hard question. Am I really creating something that's going to live forever? With Mm -hmm. Master Talk on my lap, right? Because it it Mm -hmm. kind of fell on my lap accident. And then when I realized that the answer was no... I started to weigh in my options what do i want my legacy to be and i realized the most important thing about life that most of us don't realize until we're dead is that it doesn't matter how much money you have in your bank account time is way more valuable than money even if you have a billion dollars you can't buy your time back whereas your time is your most valuable asset and i realized i was a time billionaire so i had two options Either I try master and attempt to change the world in a meaningful way because I realized I was the youngest communication coach on earth who was generous enough to share the shit for free and help the world. Or do I spend my twenties grinding at IBM and thinking about mass in the back mirror. And I made that decision last year and I eventually decided to quit corporate and do this full time. And I don't regret it. I, I make more money now and I've done well, but I think the key is is the reason it was challenging for me, Nina, wasn't about money. It wasn't about time. It was about identity. I had to give mm-hmm, up the person mm-hmm. I used to be to become an entrepreneur. And that was the hardest decision I ever made in my life. And I'm glad I did.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you did too. And especially so yeah. young, because most of us do this in our 50s and 60s, right? Where we finally go, what am I doing with my life, right? Like I've climbed the corporate ladder. Here I am six figures. Woo Now what? Right. Yeah. But you did this now in your 20s. So you're going to be exponentially ahead of a lot of us. Right. Which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And so do you find that what you're doing now in this space, do you think that you're going to expand into other things that you're really interested in? Or do you think communication is really like where you want to live
3: absolutely definitely the second you know i think what i've learned and this is as a principle to teach the group as well nina you know one thing that's really helped me in my life is not just listening to mentors listening to people that are older but really feeling the pain of their mistakes Mm -hmm. so i think a lot of us Mm -hmm. what we do and there's a common adage in this in the music business where every music band does the same thing they get really famous they get off they get high off coke and they 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 do a bunch of bad stuff, sleep around, do all these mistakes. Then they break up, and then after they come back together for a redemption concert. It's like always the same thing. Yeah, it's so true. It's always the same thing, and I'm right? always thinking about this in my mind. And I'm just like, aren't you like learning? Like, if people who are like, this is my mentality always. If someone who's double my age is sincerely trying to say something to me and help me. And give right. me advice. Whether I agree with them or not is not the pro the point. I should probably listen to them because why would yeah. they waste their time talking to me? Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's the same thing with Lewis as an example. He's obviously not fifty, but in his forties, close to forty now. I always ask myself, like, let me feel the pain of his mistakes for a second. Do yeah. I want to be in multiple relationships like this? Do I want to make these mistakes in my business? And because I did that, I did something that's very unique to me that very few people my age can do, which is I skipped the line. I said, you know what? You're probably right. That probably (laughs) makes sense. Let me not question it and just skip over it. And that's how I got the success so quickly.
2: Yeah. But that's, that's called maturity, right? Brendan, because um, it, it sounds to me like you're also skipping the line in maturity as well, because I have, you know, I have children your age. I have a 33 year old. I have a 28 year old. Right. So, and they do stupid things sometimes now. And I'm like that. I just told you not, not to do that, you know, and, but it's like, okay, learn yourself. But you know, I love that. That's like, that's, that is really mature. And what I love about that is you're saying, I don't need to experience all of that heartache to get ahead. I can actually just not have it and still get ahead. So smart so smart. Now you need to be teaching that too. One day you got to teach that too, to all of us young, you know, young people out here who doesn't do, not listen, because I think that's a wise thing to share as well as you're, you're teaching the communication. I think something about a mindset too, when you're young like that, you know what? Skip the line, skip the line. Cause you don't have a lot of time. I'm telling you I'm 50. You don't have a lot of time. It goes like this, right? I mean, you're probably even looking at yourself now going, wow, I'm 20 with 26 like like this right
3: oh yeah yeah let me let me push the analogy even further i live my life nina as if i've already died so what does Mm. that mean that means victor frankel says it much better than i do he says live your life as if you messed up the first time and you get a second chance
2: that is so damn good so
3: so the so literally the (laughs) wife that i've never been married to that i've never met in my life that's not my girlfriend has already divorced me i've already lost half of my money (laughs) I'm I'm sad, alone in my mother's base. None of these things have happened, <laughs> but I feel the pain of Jeff Bezos. Right. I feel the pain of Elon Musk, and I go, you know what? I'd rather keep half the you, money. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather keep all of it. I'd rather marry someone that I'd be comfortable. Oh right? It's kind of like uh, let's, let's. I mean, let's jump in. This is fun, right? It's kind of like. Like men, right? They, like a lot of us were, were curated as men to seek for youth and fertility. That's basically how our mind works biologically. Yeah. Whereas in my mind, it's like, okay, guys, like you should be looking for qualities. Do you want kids? If the answer is yes, the number one qualities, will this person make a good mother? Yes or no? Right. Most of the time it's no. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? And, and the other piece, oh I mean, we could rant about this all day, is, is, uh, is the ultimate kind of quote that I think symbolizes all of this, which is understanding who the real enemy is. Right. Mm. Most people think our enemy is like our stepmother or like the person who cuts us off in traffic or like the person who smirks at us at work. Whereas the truth is that the enemy is always, and we all have the same one it's time. Yeah. it doesn't matter who you are where you're from what your background is what your ethnicity is where you grew up what your wealth is you're always fighting against time and you don't yep. know how much time you have left yep. the talk yep. the clock is always ticking so regardless of whether you're emotionally healed whether you're not whether you believe in this whether you believe or not the clock is still ticking so what are you mm-hmm. going to do about it mm-hmm. except i think the difference between me and everyone else is i realized that and i said oh yeah the clock's ticking regardless so let's figure this shit out pronto <laughs> and and get to the truth
2: right. i love you all right you're an amazing human like honestly brendan you're an amazing human i already really really enjoyed you know watching your videos and your energy and who you were i you just come out as very authentic but then this conversation just made me love you even more so if you see a lot of likes happening and all that great stuff that's me i um, just liking everything. Um, but I'm really, really proud of you. I really am, you know, as uh, like I said, as a mom from, uh, you know, with adult children who are doing really well. I really like your mindset. I like, uh, you know, how you are, who you are and how you come through. So thank you for being on the show with me and really pouring into my audience. I truly am grateful and I appreciate you very much.
3: Hey, I appreciate you just the same, Nina. You know, thank I get you. I do all of the ton of these interviews and very few people actually get what I do, why I do it, why it's important. And you're definitely one of those people. So thank you, Nina. I really appreciate it. really means a lot. Yeah, to you no,
2: thank you for doing it. Thank you for doing it. I love it. So before I let you go, as you know, the drill, I need you to drop all of your social media handles and all that great stuff so people can really follow you, like love you like I do. So go ahead and give it
1: to us. <laughs>
3: You're the best. The love is mutual, by the way. You rock.
1: Thank you. You're
3: awesome. So I would say two ways to keep in touch. Number one is definitely the YouTube channel. Just go to Master Talk in one word. You'll have access to all these videos for free. And then the second way, for those of you who are interested in coaching, just attend one of my free live Zoom calls. So I do one on communication every few weeks, and you can register for that at rockstarcommunicator.com. Of course. Of course.
2: <laughs> Brendan, you're the best. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you. And guys, you heard it. So rockstarcommunicator.com, right? Rockstarcommunicator.com. And make sure that you go and look at Master MasterTalk. I, I really, I'm not kidding you guys when I tell you that this guy is the real deal. Super, super fun. Really will teach you a lot of things. And I know that a lot of you are always reaching out about wanting to be public speakers and wanting to do motivational talks. Well, you know what? Go ahead and watch his content because you're going to learn a hell of a lot. And I'm super, super excited that he was uh, on here with us today. So make sure you go ahead and follow him. I'm going to link all of his stuff below anyway, so you can go ahead and do that. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. You are the best. Okay. I have the best podcasting community ever. I really do. And I appreciate you guys being on here. Make sure you go on to winject.com slash register. W I N J E C T.com slash register and register for my free community because I want to be really um, connected with you and I want us to brainstorm and be with each other and connect in a deeper way. If you are looking for coaching, please make sure that you also email me at hello at straighttalknosugareddit.com. I work with women and I help them develop that business that they are envisioning in their hearts so that they can win. Thank you guys so much for being here. Love you, love you, love you. This is Dina Perez, Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Until next.